0: Catalyst podcast, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. Here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. There's another podcast I was listening to that calls their podcast audience, The Podients. Like, that's clever. He's like, you, you, you combine words, the you know. The so It's efficient. Yeah. So, hello, Podients. That's the Skit Guys podcast, one. by the way. Have you ever heard of the Skit, Skit guys? guys? yeah. yeah.
1: They, they do a lot of stuff on... Um, on uh, Sermon Spice mm-hmm. they got they got some good skits
0: yeah they actually have a really good uh, useful resourceful website too oh with scripts and, and teaching about writing scripts and I've stuff never like actually that, been so. to
1: their website I've just seen stuff off of like Sermon Spice mm-hmm. you know we, we used one of their videos a while back
0: um their videos are great, I think.
1: They're, yeah, they're funny or, or, I mean, but they're also, some of them are, you know, really, really mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah, they did, we used some for a Good Friday service. Um, I think it might have been called Good Friday, but it just very good, very simple. I mean, they, they don't very often go over the top in their videos. They keep it simple, and uh, but the message is always very clear, very to the point. Yeah, and it's well done, mm-hmm. you know, well done. And... And they do good at doing um, funny short videos for Mother's Day and Father's Day and stuff uh, like that. Those are good.
1: Yeah, you know, I've never checked those out. I should, um, maybe this year for Mother's and Father's Day, maybe I'll download a couple of those. And um, Yeah, that's good
0: stuff. That's good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, but anyway, so hello, Pottyants. <laughs> Welcome, Podience. The potty-ants of one. Remember, <laughs> remember Big Daddy <laughs> Weave? To I my
1: do. of one.
0: Uh, you can't go very much further in that song without getting very sacrilegious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Audience one. Speaking of big daddy, Weave, we did, um, we did a big daddy. Weave song at Lorwyn last week. Really uh, redeemed. Um, it's kind of their, their newest song, man. Great, great song. And, um, anyway, so I, I was, uh, you know, I was looking at the song. Um, you know, I was, uh, we, we kind of, uh, for our worship team, like all, I'll post like a video on, on our Laurelwood, uh, worship Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so people can, you know, and anyway, the point I'm getting at is, is I've never actually, um, seen big daddy weave like in concert or whatever. Have I. Um, and so, um, so I, I found the video, which had, you know, the link to the, the, the song so mm-hmm. that my team could listen to it and, and enjoy it and figure out the arrangement. Great song. Love the song. But I watched the video. I'm like, whoa, this guy's a really big dude, um, and, and now I understand why they call him—why they call him Big Daddy Weave. Yeah. Uh, his, his name's like—he um, got a weave? No, no, no. His last name's like Weaver or something uh, like that. Yeah. It's like Josh Weaver or S- Marty Weaver. I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, so. I'm like, it totally makes sense because he's really big.
0: What's the guy from Mercy Me? Billard Millard. Bart Millard. Bart Millard. I was going to say Mark Billard. That's not quite right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Close. It's got to But he doesn't
0: look like you would expect him to look like. I remember the first time I saw him after I'd heard him for a long time. Like, what? No. Yeah. It's it's funny. You
1: get these images. For the longest time, I thought Michael Bolton was black. You know? (laughs) Um, I did for the longest time because he's got that kind of uh gruff uh grizzly type of type of voice and i'm like he's got to be black (laughs) your phone's ringing (laughs) we're we're in uh we're at david's house so he's getting all these like
0: personal where the ringing sound comes from on the phone
1: personal calls there we go can't you like uh, mute that
0: thing or silence it or come on i don't know it's not fancy like the church one so
1: (laughs) yeah that's cool you should have just answered it and we could have talked to whoever it was on the podcast. <laughs> wouldn't that have been
0: fun? I was probably, it's, well, it's a photography person, so it wouldn't be a very interesting conversation uh, for foreign. this particular podcast.
1: Well, that's fine. So what was I getting at? Yeah. Anyway, um, I it's weird. You, you hear people's voice. Mm-hmm. You think they look like some, like Michael Bolton, the black guy. Yep. And uh, then you see him and yeah, I mean... Bar, uh, the the big daddy Weave have really really big dude but he can sing yeah he can sing anyway yeah we did we did the song <laughs> redeemed um super cool song I am redeemed you set me free oh yeah I heard
0: that one so I'll
1: break off these heavy chains anyway uh really touching song beautiful song um and I mean if it fit, we were doing communion and so it just really fit with that idea of, mm-hmm. of you know the redemption from the blood and the cross and and you know. The, the voice of the world and versus the voice of God. And so it was great, but uh, I, I just, I couldn't get over. Um, he's a big dude. <laughs> he really is.
0: He's Big Daddy. He
1: he is. He's Big Daddy. <laughs> big Daddy Weave.
0: Well, so, um, yeah, I'm almost speaking there. I'm going to back off a little bit.
1: Back off the microphone.
0: Sorry. I, you, I know you can hear my chair squeaking huh? in the podcast, so I apologize for that. I was just telling Kevin beforehand, I always decide during the podcast, I'm going to figure out where the squeak is coming from and get some WD-40 and take care of it. And, and then, then I don't remember it, right. until the next time we're sitting down here talking all right. of a sudden. There's the squeak. There it is. Oh, that's loud. <laughs> so that's, mine, what, mine that's mine doesn't squeak.
1: It. Mine, Mine's good. I know. We could trade chairs.
0: Your mic picks up the squeak more than mine, so it's oh, well. better than have it over here.
1: Okay, never mind.
0: So. Yeah. um, USC.
1: Oh, boy, yeah. You you like how Oregon rolled over them?
0: Well, they rolled over them until, like, the end of the game, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, like, within the last minute, USC scored a touchdown, which was disappointing cuz it would have it would have uh made the score look
0: a lot more like how the game was. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know uh, first half, I mean, like I thought you guys dominated the first half. But then all of a sudden they started just they, taking they, yeah, control. They got within 3. If you hadn't thrown that interception at the oh. end, I mean, I think the second half would have been a lot different.
1: Yeah, it, it's true. It was it was a good game. Um but I mean, ultimately Oregon was pretty dominant. First quarter, I think the the end of the first quarter it was 21 to 3. I mean, Oregon was rolling, but then, you know, uh, second half, um, they scored, and then uh, beginning of the uh, – or, I mean, second quarter they scored, and beginning of the third quarter, mm-hmm. they pulled within three. It's like, oh, man, we, we got a ball game, folks. Watch <laughs> out. But, yeah, then, then Oregon kind of rolled, um, except, at, yeah, that – it's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't know. I don't play football, so I don't claim to understand, you know, but I almost got the impression, you know, there's a minute left – USC's got the ball and you almost get the feeling the defense is like, ah, you know, the game's over. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's almost like they didn't try as hard, which just frustrated me because again, you know, the final score, pe- people remember the final score. You know, they they remember, um, you know, 61 to, you know, 50, whatever it was um, versus like 42 or 43 mm-hmm. or what, whatever it should have been. So, whatever. I mean, they won.
0: Well, and you need the style points. Ah, <sighs> computers do not like spot, us man. Right? the
1: computers do not like Oregon
0: because uh, you're not playing anybody
1: well okay correction we <laughs> played Arizona uh which was ranked we played Washington which was ranked
0: yeah but it's just like in the big 10 like so we played Michigan State who were ranked at the time and who else Nebraska was ranked and uh someone else but like both of them all the teams that we played were ranked, started losing after we beat them. Right. And so it's the same thing for, for you. Like a lot of those teams have had another yeah, loss. So they yeah. dropped out of the top 25 altogether. All together. And so
1: they were ranked at the time. I mean, you know, they were mm-hmm. good teams. Um, but if they don't
0: like, if they don't stay tough afterwards, yeah. it doesn't matter if they Well, were I know ranked. I was really hopeful that
1: <laughs> I was really hopeful that Arizona would, um, would stay tough. Cause they were back in the top 25, uh, but then they lost to UCLA. So mm-hmm. now I think our best. I think our best bet is for UCLA to win out and to play them in the title game, because then they'll be ranked going into that Pac-12 title game. And if we beat them, that will help. But we got Stanford coming up in two weeks. They're ranked uh, 14. We got Beavers Civil War. They're ranked 11. Uh-huh. Um so you know, and then if we play, if UCLA UCLA wins out and we play them in the Pac-12 title game, then I think that will help us move to number. Um, number two but actually what will really help is if Texas A&M beats Alabama <laughs> this week man I am rooting for Texas A&M like nobody's yeah. business or
0: I don't know I don't think Kansas State's going to lose
1: no, they they don't really have. I mean, and Notre Dame's playing like Boston College and.
0: Yeah, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able. I think you'll jump Notre Dame by the end of the season. Yeah, well, but,
1: we we already have. I mean, you know, we're we're three. Notre Dame's four, but it's like, can can we stay right? that way? Mm-hmm. I
0: thought this week you dropped. I thought you changed again back to the. No, LA. we
1: were we were four last week. And this week we're three, so we we jumped over Notre Dame, but um i I don't know how long that's going to stay, uh, again, assuming you know that uh, Stanford does well and beavers do well. the problem though is guess who's playing this week? Stanford at the beavers so that that just stinks because it's like one of them's going to lose, one of them's bound to lose, right yeah,
0: but you want the you want the beavers to win because they're ranked the highest. yeah. So you want to beat the higher ranked team?
1: Yeah, it'd be good because uh, they only had the one loss. Um, so if, if Beavers do, if Beavers do win, um, then you know going into the Civil War, I mean, they'll probably be ranked top ten. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But man, and Ohio State, boy, what a bummer! They are not bull eligible because they are playing great this year.
0: Yeah, once Dude, we kind of got Miller. over, uh, what was it? There was one game. Well, Michigan State, and then. Nebraska, I think. Right after that, once we kind of got through those games, like, like all of a sudden we just kind of found our confidence and yeah. Discovered I mean, Ohio ourselves. State
1: is just rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you understand that the whole landscape of college football would look a lot different if Ohio State was mm-hmm. bowl eligible because right now there's really only four teams that people are talking about, but there'd be five mm-hmm. if. I mean, Ohio State would be would be in it to win it. Like yep. they'd be. I mean, I
0: they wouldn't be playing for the national championship because they're not playing tough enough teams.
1: Right, but, but they'd be they'd be in 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 the mix. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and it would be it be one other it be one other person that Oregon would have to try to get through to get mm-hmm. to that number two spot.
0: So, but, big question: You think Chip Kelly's coming back? You know, I I, I saw keep hearing more and more rumors. I know I saw
1: an interview, um, and. You know, he, he cited this whole unfinished business thing. You know, he's got unfinished business to take care of, which, you know, of course, everyone's speculating means the the championship, you know, mm-hmm. trophy. Um, so, you know, there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe Oregon won't make it to the BCS game and he'll have to come back for <laughs> <laughs> another year. But, you know, yeah, the I, I think the, the thing people are saying, which I think is a fair point, is, um, you know, with with his success and the things that he's doing uh people are saying you know it won't be long before NFL teams are knocking at his door
0: well they already were last year yeah Tampa yeah th-
1: there there was but you know he had unfinished business mm-hmm. etc um i don't know man i I'd, I'd like to think there's a part of me that that likes to think that chip kelly you know he he's set up this incredible you know um legacy and I mean he's only been there for four years. This is what his fourth year head coach. And he's got like an incredible record, you know, 32 and 3 or something. There's a part of me that would just love to see him just, you know, just stay in it and see if he can become, you know, the most winning coach of all time. I don't know if that will happen, but I think I think he'll stay another year. Do you? I do. I do. I think he'll stay another year. Even if they win the game, um Although it would make it more appealing, I guess to go out, you know, kind of your swan song type thing. But I think you'll see another year. I do.
0: Have to wait, and see. We'll have I don't to wait know. and see. I would be nervous since he already had a conversation last year with Tampa Bay. I would be worried that there are going to be more people that are going to want to be. There, there might his door be. This year.
1: There might be, but um, also it's like you know college football and NFL football are, they're kind of two different beasts, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Pete Carroll was incredibly successful at USC, but prior to USC, he was the head coach of the new England Patriots where he did miserable. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, he was, he was in college before that. And oh. was successful again before yeah. he went to the NFL the first time, and never—I don't think he even had a winning percentage.
1: Yeah, well, and, and even right now he's been the coach for the Seahawks for this is his third year, and he's he's just at the 500 mark. Yeah,
0: right? he's not a good. Not, yeah,
1: like so, I, I don't know if NFL is is his is his thing. I mean, I think he's a great coach, and obviously he did great stuff at USC. Um, you know, a lot like
0: cheating, <laughs> the Reggie <whole Rudy laughs> Bush thing, and.
1: Uh, you know, but I mean, Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have a nearly the, the you know, the, the kind of um, presence um, or the kind mm-hmm. of impact, I think. But uh, I mean, you know, you can speculate all day about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he goes to the NFL and after a couple of years comes crawling back to Oregon mm-hmm. and we embrace him with open arms. <laughs>
0: I don't think he'll come crawling back to Oregon, but well, maybe somewhere else. Yeah,
1: but you gotta love, I mean, man. You gotta love what what Chip Kelly's done with the Ducks. I mean, they're they're a national contender, you know, consistently in the top ten year after year. So <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: silence. <laughs> I, I'm looking at what you're pulling up. No. I'm trying to figure out what you. No, got. I was just
0: pulling up. I wrote a post uh, that we're going to kind of talk about here in a little bit so i was uh, pulling it up so i could refer to it if i needed to got it but um so anyway that's probably enough college football talk it's a yeah. college football for probably a lot of people who don't care about that college football
1: yeah it is kind of funny that but. we're like a worship uh podcast <laughs> and we spent like we just spent like 13 minutes yeah. talking about college football yeah sorry but
0: we're gonna get into the real topic sorry now.
1: everyone yeah we um, like college football. It, we do. And it's I'm the best sorry. football. I'm better sorry. Than you pro don't. football way better than pro football. It's more exciting. Yeah. I've tried to talk to people about that. You know, It's more
0: exciting. There's more heart and passion and people well, care.
1: Well, you're not playing for the money. You're just playing because yeah. you love it, you mm-hmm.
0: know? Um Some people aren't playing. for the money. Well, <laughs> if you're in the SEC, you're getting some kind of money somewhere, I guarantee <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> or you're yeah, you're getting a good uh a good start, jump start into an NFL career, I yeah, guess.
0: Uh-huh. But anyway, today we're uh, we're going to talk about special services and um, kind of heading into the holiday season. Oh, da, the dung, most da, wonderful da, time da, of the year! Uh, what's that song called? The holiday season. And don't forget to hang up your sock. You know that one. No. Anyway, my my daughter calls that the sock song. Like, don't forget your sock. Don't forget your <laughs> socks. We did it at the Vancouver Christmas Project. What? Yeah. We did.
1: Maybe that's why it sounds familiar. <laughs> oh. And it was like... It was like...
0: Yeah. All right. So, um, anyway... It was funny. Last night, I there I was watching TV and there was a commercial that came on. I can't remember. I was uh, Walgreens. And they started off the commercial by saying doesn't seem like the holidays come around a little earlier every year. It's like, no, they don't come any earlier. You just start your advertising a lot <laughs> uh-huh. earlier every year. It's like, you're not bringing the holidays. We're still waiting the same amount of time for the holidays. You're just making it harder to wait yeah, that long. No, it's crazy. But- we are in the midst of holiday season. It's happening, folks. Even though we're not even to Thanksgiving yet. Nope. But
1: Well, it, you know, it's starting now. I mean, people are putting out Christmas stuff before Halloween. I mean, that that used to be unheard of. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more and more common. Yep. Like, you'll see Halloween stuff and then Christmas stuff in the next
0: aisle. Which, there'll probably be a lot of people putting up Christmas lights this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Really? Don't you think? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, there are a lot of people had 'em had them up before Thanksgiving last year. Mm. So...
1: We always we have an annual tradition in in the cruise household. Uh the day after day after Thanksgiving is when we do all our Christmas stuff. So mm-hmm. we go to a tree farm. We go to a Larwick's <throat> tree farm. We cut down a tree. We bring it home. We we put all the decorations up. I hang the lights. So it's our annual Friday uh after yeah. Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, we
0: kind of we get it up that weekend sometime. We just kind of use that that whole weekend to get ready for the holidays. Yeah. But but anyway, Thanksgiving is coming. It is. Um, and Christmas is coming. Yeah, Christmas is coming. Oof. One of the but one of the reasons that that you know that this came up as a topic was we were getting a lot of traffic on on dot com about Thanksgiving Eve services. Oh boy! And so I thought, hey, I'm just gonna I'm gonna write a post on that and yeah, kind of explain. Yeah, we, we do
1: one at Laurelwood. Yeah. Every year.
0: So we thought we'd talk about yeah. Thanksgiving Eve service and other special services, yep. but. Um kind of the gist of this article I wrote over on davidlindner.net by the way if you want to go check that out <laughs> by the way <laughs> Give a little plug for myself um, davidlindner.net um I'm doing some some writings more specifically on leadership and stuff like that over there but um I think kind of the key when we get to Thanksgiving Eve services is that we the most important things we need to give people a chance to be thankful yeah and and I I kind of think we need to set people up for the holiday season with an attitude of gratitude.
1: Attitude. Look at that cliche. Yeah, I know. Attitude but, of gratitude.
0: Um, but, you know, if they don't start off Thanksgiving and the week leading up to Thanksgiving with thankfulness, then I think you get so busy immediately following Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then it's, that forget is, about you it. Just, I mean, you're probably not going to have a chance to be. But, so I think forget it's. I think it. Thanksgiving is very important. And setting up people for a successful holiday season, if you will. Yeah. But um, but I I think there are three, to me, there are three areas that I that I see as necessities for Thanksgiving services. We need to be able to give thanks for the work Jesus did on the cross. Cross number one. Number two, we need to give thanks for provision, Allah, the first Thanksgiving, and blessing. And three, we need to give people the opportunity to give their own things. And so, mm. you know, just, I mean, it sounds really simple. It's hopefully something that, that we all do. But, you know, as Christians, our most, you know, the most amazing thing we had to be thankful for yeah. is the cross. Yeah, the work of God. But Jesus. also, if it's Thanksgiving and the day before Thanksgiving and a Thanksgiving Eve service, then we also need to be thankful in America for, you know, for all the blessing and provision that we have because we're in this country. And so I think that's something we should be thankful for. And I explain a little bit more, um, that in that, in that thanks, we also need to be praying for the people, you know, use it as an opportunity to pray for people who aren't as fortunate, aren't as blessed, yeah. not just, so you don't, so you don't go into Christmas just being thankful, but you go into Christmas with a mindset of, of caring for other people and, and serving others. And love. And then I think if you don't give people a chance to make Thanksgiving personal, if they don't come up with their own thing that they're thankful for, if they just leave the service thanking God for the cross, which is great, and thanking God for provision, which is also a good thing. But if they don't come up with a very personal thing that they're thankful for, they'll just walk away and think, oh, that was a nice Thanksgiving service. They're probably not going to go through the holiday season thinking about what they're thankful for.
1: Yeah. There kind of needs to be a, a personal response, a reaction, Mm -hmm. something that is your own, something that you have Mm buy-in, you know, and we do that, you know, Laura Wood, we have a, we have a Thanksgiving Eve service every year. Um, and you know, we, we always take time during that service. Actually a big, a big part of that service is we, we just have an open mic time and Mm -hmm. people share what they're thankful for. Um, you know, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it's a little shorter, sometimes it's a little longer. you know, some years it takes a little bit to to get people, you know mm-hmm. going. Um, but you know, every year without fail, like like there's always one or two people where you know it's it's almost like um their sharing ends up becoming worship, you know, like as they share mm-hmm. about what God's done or why they're thankful, um it, it ends up becoming, you know, a thing that as a whole church, we, we worship God and we're like, wow, thank you God for what you did in so-and-so's life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I would almost see that as a byproduct. Um, you know, not, not just, not just being thankful for, you know, for your own sake, but, you know, I think when you do that, it helps others. When you can do that in community, when you can share in community around the table, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, of, of what God has done. Uh, it just, I think it, it, and encourages and it elicits other feelings of thankfulness that are really important. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I think I mean, hopefully thankfulness is something that's really intertwined with daily life and and our weekly worship services hopefully where, you know, there's thankfulness uh, involved on a weekly basis, but I think you know at the Thanksgiving we just have this tremendous opportunity to be thankful. And you know, I would, I would go so far as to say at your Thanksgiving Eve service, if you, if you have a Thanksgiving Eve service, I don't know how, I can't remember how Laura would does theirs, but, um, I think that's definitely one time a year. You don't need a sermon. Mm. Like, at a Thanksgiving Eve service, you don't need to be preached at. I mean, if you want to just kind of prime the pump with a short devotional thought to get people thinking about right. why they should be thankful, right. that's one thing. But, but I think if you get up and just and if you control the time for twenty, thirty, forty minutes on just preaching at people, yeah. people aren't going to yeah. want to give their thanks and share and express. Yeah, and, so, and,
1: and that's typically what Michael would do. I mean, it's usually like a like a five to ten minute devotional mm-hmm. that kind of sets the stage for yeah. sharing. Um that also that service is usually the the one and only time I ever do the song Give Thanks. Yeah. Um <laughs> You know, I don't do it every year, but if there's if there's ever a time where I do Give Thanks, it's usually that Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Eve service. Yep. Um You know, I mean It's a good one though. It it connects, you yeah. know, it connects.
0: There's is, there is a tremendous lack of of Thanksgiving songs. Yeah, I know, right? There um, totally is. Yeah
1: um i mean i'm trying to think of songs we've done in the past um you know the, actually
0: i i just i wrote a song for a thanksgiving eve service at laurelwood no way because i was sitting there there aren't any good things like, there, w- there there aren't any upbeat thanksgiving fine, songs my like my i'm like i'm gonna write an upbeat thanksgiving song
1: yeah you know there's the um uh you know uh, chris tomlin song forever um you mm-hmm. know give thanks to Laura our garden king
0: Yeah, i think i've done that every um, thanksgiving
1: there there is uh, hill songs has a has a one? Thank you, Lord. Uh, Thank
0: you for loving, setting me free. Thank you for giving. us Bob Lash has that song. Thank you, Lord. Oh yeah, that kind of we... hoedown down song. Yeah. Thank you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah! Right? Is that the one? I don't think so. Oh wait, no. What what song am I thinking of? Um, no, I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of Israel Houghton. Um, um,
0: is it Houghton or Houghton? Oh, I've
1: always said is I've it always Houghton. I've always said Houghton. I don't well, know. <laughs> Someone, someone tell us how to say it. How you, how um, yeah, yeah. That That's the, uh, sorry. We, uh, um, uh, Lord, you are good and you're, m- that's the song I'm thinking of. Endures forever.
0: Yeah. That's uh, a good one.
1: Yeah. Um, no, but, but the, the Paul Balash one, thank you, Lord. Um, or, uh,
0: um, what was it? I don't know if that's what it's called. I just know that's the chorus. It's is thank you, yeah. thank you, Lord.
1: Thank
0: you, Lord. Uh, I don't have it on here. I'd go look it up. I can probably look it up on my phone. How about that? (laughs) We're gonna sit here and
1: and no, don't need to do that. You uh, yeah, you look it up, and I'll keep thinking. (laughs) Anyway, no, but Thanksgiving agreed. Um, you know the tricky thing is, uh, at least what what I've run into. Um, you know, cause every year we, we do these special kind of services, you know, we'll have a Christmas Eve, we'll have a Thanksgiving Eve, you know, and, and the tricky thing I run into is, oh, is that the one? What CD is this off of?
0: heart. Da, 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 da. I'm oh. now. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I come before you today. this is and Paul that, Balash that's, that's Don Moen, man.
0: That's Don Moen. <laughs> I'm like, I know that voice. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh well, we'll take your word for it. i drive me nuts. Yeah, that's
1: Don Moen.
0: I did a search for "Thank You, Lord Paul Balash" and that's what came up. So. Well, anyway.
1: <laughs> so, sorry, I was saying. Um, the uh the tricky part for me doing these services and um, you know keeping them um, keeping them fresh you know keeping them fresh and so
0: they aren't the same. There it thing. is. This is it. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a hoedown kind of.
1: Yeah. I I know what song you are talking about now. A little B three there.
0: Same song, thank yeah,
1: you. yeah. Except, except, Paul's is a lot better without <laughs> without the cheesy Don Moen vibe. Yeah.
0: No offense, Don, if you're listening. Well,
1: yeah, no offense, really. But what is it with Don Moen? Like every song has this like really old. Just, he's got
0: a style. I mean, what well, is? It, it, he's like, one of our. I mean, he is like one of our.
1: No, no, he he's a like pioneer. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he. Like he pioneered, you know. I mean, the whole Maranatha, Integrity, yeah. Hosanna, praise scene, you know, was all him. But I'm saying, like, I listen to some of his stuff now, and it still sounds just like, it still sounds just like it did back in the <laughs> '80s, you know.
0: Yeah, um, I'm probably guilty of that too.
1: No, but um, you know, I I think, um, I I think you know I like Paul like that version, you know, Paul does because uh, just get, give it a little give it a little kickstart, you know um Mm -hmm. that's what's cool i was telling you before we started recording paul Balash's new cd the same love oh my goodness if if uh if you guys listening have not heard that cd go buy it Uh, it. probably one of the best worship cds i've heard in a while and maybe it's just me um you know how sometimes like different songs resonate differently with people Mm but man every song on that cd just like is a gem I mean it is, I love I love that CD but
0: it's hard to go wrong with Paul he's Paul's a good guy. Uh, he's amazing, amazing remember
1: when we spent like 20 weeks going over uh, I do. that God song book? there's
0: a link to that whole series hey. a separate link if you want to go through all that and go uh, through it with if you're us. going through the book God songs you God can go songs. back and go through the whole book with us
1: Paul Balazs, but, um, I like that guy.
0: But anyway, Thanksgiving isn't the only special service. In fact, it's probably not the biggest special service of Christmas. the year, which would be Christmas, Christmas Eve. Do you guys do a Christmas Eve service? Yeah, we do
1: Christmas yeah. Eve. Um, we got our Christmas program. And I was mentioning to you before we started that, you know, this year Christmas uh, is on Tuesday, the 25th. And so that Sunday, um, you know, that, that Sunday right before uh, the 23rd, you know, we'll probably end up doing kind of a special Christmas type deal. Do you remember last year? Christmas was on Sunday. I do remember. That was wild. It was, yeah, that was nuts. I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> we had service. We had service too. Yeah. I remember some people were, uh, were canceling mm-hmm. church, you know? And, uh, what was what it? Mike was like, it's like, we're not going to cancel church on Jesus's birthday. <laughs> it's his birthday. Let's celebrate.
0: Yeah. And then the churches who canceled said, well it's not Jesus' actual birthday. <laughs> That's just the day we celebrate it. It's the day it. we celebrate it. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, you know, probably at this point if you're not planning for Christmas, like Kevin and I were talking <laughs> about, it's probably about time to uh it's to start, get out the old uh whiteboard and start getting start your ideas out. going. We we uh, should
1: uh, we should actually break and do a whole uh, a whole separate episode on my <laughs> lack of planning for Christmas this year. Cause it kind of, it kind of came up, it came up real fast mm-hmm. on me and I wasn't all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, it's, it's, it's happening <laughs> and there's
0: no stopping it, man. Here she comes. Christmas is coming. Yep. Oh boy. But, um, I mean the, I haven't really gotten that far into my philosophical thinking about kind of the essentials for Christmas and Christmas Eve services but um Christmas Eve in particular a lot of non-church n- normal churchgoers don't come to church so um i'm not saying that should be an evangelistic service necessarily though you i mean it doesn't hurt to share the gospel but i don't think that we should go All the way to making you know a seeker sense of kind of Christmas Eve service, but at the same time, you'll want to keep in mind that there will be non, you know, churchgoers, non, you know, people who don't understand the lingo, people who don't understand the Christianese. So you, you, when you're thinking about Christmas Eve, you want to make sure that all of your, all of your verbiage, all of your songs, all of the videos, everything that there there aren't messages being shared that we take for granted, that we understand, but that an outside non-church person would have no idea what they're talking about so um, you know like if you use the word immaculate conception you might want to rethink that one (laughs) people are like what but but then obviously you know I'm I am a big proponent of Christmas and I think there's a lot of amazing amazing stuff at Christmas that um, needs to be reminded and celebrated I love advent I think advent is a great a great thing for the church to go through just kind of keep the keep the mind and and heart focused on on what's going on why yeah. we celebrate this season and yeah so um but anyway you know I would I would definitely start we've we've got lots of ideas on the on the website about the Christmas things we've done in the past other Christmas podcasts where we've talked about our Christmas services and stuff like that. Right. And we've done uh, uh Sunday set lists where we reviewed our Christmas services and stuff like that. So you want to go to the website worshipmasterycanalist.com and and look through those if you're having a hard time. Maybe maybe one of them will just kind of spark your thinking, get you going. But um probably a good time to start planning on it. Not just because it's Christmas and you know there'll be non-church people there, so you want to put on a good show but you got to think about your volunteers and they're going to be super busy. And if you try to cram all your rehearsal into the week before Uh your Christmas services, you're not going to be able to get people there because they're just going to be doing other Christmas things. I mean, a lot of people are busy almost every night of December. And so, you need to give them time to prepare so that they don't show up on the weekend of and have no idea what's going on. And you don't play these songs all year long. So you have no idea I know they're, how they go. They're different. They're hard. And that, yeah. that's
1: the, that's the part that I, I don't look forward to with Christmas because mm-hmm. it's like those once a year Christmas carols or those special Christmas songs. And it's like, no one knows how to play them and no one knows, mm-hmm. you know, no one, no one remembers how they go yeah. or,
0: that's why I was sharing with you and I, you know, give a little shout out to praisecharts.com. They have a lot of great That's good. charts I'll to check over that there out. Uh, for, for Christmas songs. You know, they're not necessarily some of, they have plenty of the mainstream arrangements, the Michael W. Smith, the Stephen Curtis Chapman, the Hill songs, any, any Christmas thing you're probably going to find it over there. But at the same time, they have a lot of their own. They have some of their own arrangers and orchestrators that do, arrangements for churches that you can buy and we actually used oh, their uh a little town of bethlehem for for a christmas service because i couldn't find a good huh. a good contemporary version they had one so cool. go check out praisecharts.com that's Praise uh, it. a good source to go go to if you don't have any christmas ideas or christmas songs and they do good at uh, simplifying them as well so we're nice. way out of time. So. Yeah, all that all <laughs> that college football. football talk. But um, we got
1: to limit our college football conversation. Yeah, we'll
0: limit it in the next episode. So. Uh,
1: and our um, apologies to you, yeah. non football fans.
0: Um, but anyway, that's all we have for this episode of WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. You can find us online, www.WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. You can send an email to David at com or Kevin
1: at com.
0: You can like us, by the way. Thank you for liking us. We've been getting more and more likes over I time. Facebook.com slash WorshipMinistryCatalyst. I get like, emails
1: every time we get <laughs> liked. I'm like, whoa, another um, email. Yeah,
0: and it's all around the world. That's the thing I like that's to see, especially cool. about Worship Ministry Catalyst on Facebook. It's literally people all, all around the world. Over the world so uh, like us on facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst twitter.com slash wm catalyst you can leave us a voicemail yes three six zero eight eight one eight four three three three, nine nine. yes and you can actually go to our website on the right hand side of the uh of the screen you'll see leave audio message you can leave us an audio message there and we'll play it on the show boom that's all we have for this episode thanks for listening we'll talk again soon bye